You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? Well, it's just me this week to talk about my recent adventure on the Elroy Sparta Trail in Wisconsin. In September, I gathered up a group of friends along with a bus, and it ended up being about 30 of us, and what an adventure it was. First off, some info on the trail. Consider the first rail-to-trail in the United States. The Elroy Sparta State Trail is located in what I call southwest Wisconsin. It's east of La Crosse, with three rock tunnels and five small towns along its 32.5-mile route. The trail is obviously a favorite bicycle destination in Wisconsin. Traveling between Sparta and Elroy, the trail stretches through the communities of Norwalk, Wilton, and Kendall, and passes through wetlands, prairies, and of course plenty of farmland. A cool feature I did not explore, but is worth mentioning, is that the Elroy Sparta Trail links to other state trails totaling well over 100 miles of biking. From the Elroy Trailhead side, there is the 400 State Trail, and from the Sparta Trailhead side is the La Crosse River State Trail. So the section of railroad between Elroy and Sparta was completed way back in 1873 by the Chicago and Northwestern Railway. Trains on this 32.5-mile segment had to manage a 3% grade going uphill into the tunnels and then downhill into the next community. And trust me, you will feel it as you get close to each tunnel. In order for the locomotives to overcome the grade, pusher engines would aid the trains uphill before gravity would do the work on the other side, bringing the trains into the next train station. Note, pusher engines are no longer available and will not help you. You are on your own to get up and over those 3% grades. Okay, at its height in the early 20th century, six passenger trains and 40 to 50 freight trains passed daily along the tracks between Elroy and Sparta. The line mainly served to transport agricultural commodities and civilian passengers, but it also famously carried troop trains to Fort McCoy during World War I and World War II. A little bit more about Fort McCoy in a moment. However, Due to the steep grade, the railroad built a nearby corridor and eventually rendered the Elroy-Sparta segment obsolete. Passenger service was discontinued in 1953 and freight service ceased in 1964. So then the Wisconsin Conservation Department, now called Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, designated a trail on the abandoned roadway right-of-way in 1965 while negotiating its purchase. The railroad removed the tracks in 1965, but left the steel and wooden bridges, the station buildings, the fencing, the tunnel shelters, and of course, the tunnels. 
The Elroy Sparta State Trail was initially designated as a hiking trail, but bicycling was added to the plan in 1966 and then snowmobiles in 1968. The original trail was very hard to ride, but the department surfaced about 17 and a half miles with limestone in 1968, and the rest of it was surfaced by 1970. About 4,000 hikers and bikers used the trail back in 1967, but by the late 70s, 40,000 people annually enjoyed the trail, and since the mid-80s, about 60,000 users have been on the Elroy Sparta each year. It was designated as a National Recreation Trail by the United States Department of Interior in 1971. This is a crushed limestone rail trail, as I mentioned, and the length is 32 and a half miles. Bikers 16 years or older must buy a state trail pass before using the trail. Trail passes were five bucks a day, or I think it was either 20 or $25 for the entire year. We ended up buying two day passes, which were paper cards with the date on each of them, and we simply fastened them to our handlebars. So the most famous features of the Elroy Sparta State Trail are its three tunnels constructed to ease the train's passage through the rugged landscape. The longest of these tunnels is three quarters of a mile long and took three years to complete. To prevent the damaging effects of freeze-thaw in the wet tunnels, large doors were constructed, which were to be closed from mid-November until the end of March. They actually had tunnel operators that were hired who opened and closed the doors and maintained the tunnels. Okay, so enough history. Here is my recap of our bicycle adventure on the Elroy Sparta Trail. A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. We, we biked just two days on the trail as part of an out-and-back weekend trip. Friday was a day of travel from central Iowa to our camp spot. We loaded up a RAGBRAI bus operated by Team Wasp of Cedar Rapids and took off from one of the riders' homes in Ely, Iowa, with about 30 people, our gears, and bikes on that bus. So this bus has a platform on the roof where our bikes were securely fastened down, and our gear was piled up in one of the corners of the bus. This bus came complete with an industrial-sized cooler for beverages and snacks, along with a bathroom with a flushing toilet. They also had a pretty intense music system, and we spent a considerable amount of time perfecting our dance moves. Uh, luckily, there are no photos available for me to post. First stop on our way was at the Potosi Brewery, located on Main Street in Potosi, Wisconsin. This is a must-stop kind of place if you are ever in the area. Along with a full restaurant and, of course, the brewery, they have a huge multi-floor museum that is home to both ABA National Brewery Museum and the Potosi Brewing Company Transportation Museum. Take the self-guided tour for sure. The beer and food were really good, and the service was top-notch. They could easily accommodate our group of 30. We sat inside, but there was really neat outdoor space as well. 
Okay, once I was able to herd this crew back onto the bus, we headed to our overnight camp spot, which was the Pine View Campground on Fort McCoy. This military campground is open to the public and is about 10 miles northeast of Sparta off Highway 21. As I mentioned, this is a military-affiliated campground and bugle sounds play throughout the day to signify different events for service members. And from experience, the first bugle sounds at 6 a.m. With that said, I highly recommend this campground. They have tons of amenities and they were really friendly to work with. They also offer good discounts if you are military. We camped in one of the group campsites, which was a bit of a hike to the restrooms and showers. And at the restroom, there was a sign posted on the door that said, Caution, bear in the area. Luckily, I did not see any bears, but obviously someone did. So we camped here and also parked the bus in one of the RV spots where it stayed until we were ready to head home on Sunday. Day one was a chilly start, so we were a little bit late getting out of those warm sleeping bags, but eventually we hit the road. From the Pine View Campground, we took a long, windy, paved road to exit the campground. From there, we were on Highway 21 for several miles to get to Sparta. The cars moved pretty fast on this highway, but there was a very nice wide shoulder for us to pedal on. If you're not a fan of highway riding, the bike shop in Sparta has been known to offer shuttle service, so call ahead and get that scheduled if that's the route you want to take. One note, if you do pedal, be sure you stop at the Fast Fiberglass Mold Graveyard, which is located right on the highway just outside of Sparta. This place is acres of giant leftover fiberglass molds of about anything you can imagine. Restaurant signs, huge animals, and molds from movie sets lay at rest, and they all look kind of like ancient stones. The owner of the business welcomes visitors and allows you to stroll through and take pictures. Well worth your time. And just a few miles past the fiberglass graveyard is Sparta, also known as the bicycle capital of America. I believe this title is due to the Elroy Sparta Trail considered the first rail trail conversion. Uh, Sparta has a population of about 10,000 and sits on the La Crosse River. It's also home to Butterfest, which I looked up and did not see anything butter related, but it looks like a pretty fun festival. I think it happens every June. So in Sparta, we stopped at a bar right on the highway called Foxhole Pub, where we had food and drinks. And I would say thank you to Foxhole for accommodating such a large group. The service was spectacular. And before heading to the trail, directly across the street from Foxhole was Fast Eddie's food, gas, and liquor. This was like a grocery store, gas station, liquor store, all rolled into one. So we stocked up on ice for our coolers, beverages, and snacks, and hit the road. It took a couple of miles to get to Speed's Bike Shop, which is where we picked up our trail passes. Now a pro tip, 
if you have a big group, call ahead to Speed's Bike Shop and the bike shop owner will get your passes all filled out and ready for you ahead of time. And a note, both the Elroy Sparta Trail and the La Crosse River Trail are accessible from Speed's Bike Shop, so be sure you're getting on the right trail. And finally, we are on the Elroy Sparta. This trail was so awesome, crushed limestone, beautiful scenery, and by this time of the day, the weather was perfect. As I mentioned, we left the bus behind and planned to camp at night, so we all had our bikes loaded down with camp gear and such. Most everyone was on touring bikes or adventure bikes with bigger tires, and in my opinion, they were perfect for this trail. It definitely seemed like an uphill slog those first miles, and eventually we decided to make a trail stop to rest and relax for a bit. Once back on the bike, we continued uphill until there in the distance we saw it, tunnel number three. Actually, we felt the intense cold damp air before we even saw the tunnel. So tunnel number three took three years to build and opened back in 1873 for train traffic. It's located about nine miles from Sparta and three miles from Norwalk and is the longest of the three tunnels on the Elroy Sparta. This tunnel is 0.75 miles long. Yes, three quarters of a mile long, about the span of 10 football fields. Very impressive, but also my least favorite of the three tunnels because it was really, really cold and wet inside. There was water raining down through most of the long walk through and the drops created some pretty big washouts on the trail itself. I would actually suggest putting a rain jacket on if you have one and be sure to turn your lights on. All of the tunnels have signs posted that say bikes must be walked through the tunnels. And this tunnel is a long, cold, wet walk. But with all that said, great photo ops at either end, and it's just a really cool sight to see. From Tunnel 3, we hopped back on our bikes, and it was about three or so miles to Norwalk to a bar called The Place Bar and Grill. We lingered here much longer than expected because our beloved Iowa Hawkeye football team was on TV, and we had to stay to cheer them on. Norwalk is a tiny village with a population of about 600 and is located on the Kickapoo River. We did not explore beyond the bar, so I don't know if they had any cool things to see, but we definitely enjoyed the bar. After a Hawkeye victory, we saddled up and rode on to tunnel number two. Talk about scenic. Tunnel number two, stationed halfway between Wilton and Norwalk, featured 20-foot-tall wooden doors on either ends of the tunnel. Oh my gosh, they were so beautiful. This tunnel is about a quarter of a mile long and also pretty chilly, but mostly dry inside. And keep in mind, you have a nice 3% grade to get up to this tunnel. After lingering at Tunnel 2 for photos and such, we rode into Wilton for a brief stop to set up camp at the Village of Wilton Community Campground. This was a huge serve-yourself campground, complete with coin-operated laundry and showers. It was right on the Kickapoo River. I think it was $7 per person. Tons of space for camping and RVs, and a short walk to the bar and restaurant. We unloaded most of our gear here, set up our tents, and set on to bike to tunnel number one. 
This part of the trail has been closed for a very long time, but had just reopened right before we came through, so we did not have to ride the detour. The trail had gotten pretty overgrown and looked more like a single track, but still very rideable. It was dark by the time we arrived to Tunnel 1, but I'm so glad we went. This was by far my favorite tunnel. The inside almost looked like... I don't know, it almost looked like the stone had been hand-carved. Just beautiful. This tunnel was also about a quarter mile long and was completely dry inside. We didn't stay long because it was dark and getting colder by the second. So after a few photos, we headed back to Wilton, where we ate and drank away the night at the Hitching Post Sports Bar and Grill before heading to our tents for the night. We did not have time scheduled to go past tunnel number one, but another 15 miles will get you to the end of the trail and into Elroy, as well as a pass-through town of Kendall. So stats for our day one, 42.26 miles on the bike, 1,493 feet of climb, we averaged about 11 miles per hour, and the temperature got to about 61 degrees that day. A quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you're in the market for a new jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code PRIMALMURF to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20% off. Now back to the show. Day two, we wake up and pack up at the Wilton Community Campground. Note, if you want a hot shower at this campground, make sure you bring along some quarters. From camp, we didn't make it too far. The night before, our new friends at the Hitching Post told us about their amazing breakfast menu, so back to the bar we went. And I will agree, the breakfast was awesome. And so were the Bloody Marys. Once we were back on the bike, we reversed our route and headed back towards Sparta. Back in Sparta, instead of getting off at Speed's bike shop, we stayed on the trail a few more miles into town and found Ben Biking at the roadside park. Ben Biking is a 32-foot-tall sculpture of Ben on a high-wheeler, and Sparta brags that it is the world's largest bicyclist. There is also this speaker box nearby that you can push and hear from Ben himself. Lots and lots of photo opportunities here, so make sure you go find the sculpture of Ben Biken. Also on the trail was a Sparta Chamber of Commerce Center where they sell apparel and such. They have clean restrooms if you need it, and if you're hungry, buy one of their ice cream bars. After lingering at the Ben Biken sculpture and stopping in at the Sparta Chamber of Commerce Center, a few blocks away we found the Beer Shop, an old gas station converted into an open-air bar complete with an old payphone on the wall. They had all kinds of funky beers and seltzers to try. And if you stop at the Beer Shop, take a look around and find the Murphology sticker. So stats for day two, we pedaled 19.6 miles, only 397 feet of climb. We averaged 12 miles per hour and the high temp that day was 73 degrees. And even though we were doing the route in reverse, the stops were still fabulous. You know, stopping at those tunnels, seeing the sights in a different time of the day. I, I just loved it. So to sum it all up, I would highly recommend biking the Elroy Sparta Trail. 
I definitely plan to go back and take the time to ride the entire trail and experience all of the towns along the way. My advice would be to bring an extra layer or two or even a raincoat for getting through the tunnels and also bring along extra snacks and liquids for any in-between town stops. There are plenty of camping opportunities available and I don't know for sure, but I would assume lodging opportunities exist if you're not a camper. You can check out more on the Elroy Sparta Trail at www.travelwisconsin.com. I also put up a handful of videos and photos of my trip that you can find on my Instagram page. And that, my friends, is it for this week. Email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology. Visit my Instagram page for daily entertainment and check out my website for all kinds of bicycle stuff. And a quick shout out to Simmons Electric for sponsoring this episode. I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes from Dar Williams. If you're looking for can-do, earthy, crunchy attitude, then you've got to go to Wisconsin. Think about it. Mm -hmm.